0: hello and welcome to episode 91 of the super horror bros podcast i'm your host matt and joining me as always is my brother mike hello how's it going pretty excited Me too, me too. We are back again. We are back with a uh, very much anticipated movie for the show. Uh, We talked about it last week, of course. We finally watched it. Yeah, after that awesome, awesome trailer, we hoped that the movie would deliver. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that you guys have already gone and checked this one out, because I know this has been getting a lot of buzz sort of around the internet and that uh, for genre film fans. Um, And of course, this is A Quiet Place. um, So we'll be discussing about all of that in all of its glory very, very soon um but first there's a little bit of news some of this is uh, fairly interesting as well there has it's been very light on the news recently to the point where i don't think we had any last week um but there's a couple hey we still had about. that
1: three from hell news don't you worry oh
0: yeah you always get that i'm sure rob zombie is is uh, we'll make sure of it
1: he's drip feeding us that cast list
0: but uh this first one we we finally got our sort of first proper look of the upcoming purge movie um, we had like uh, teaser trailers before, um, and a few like teaser posters and we knew that it was coming this July. Um, but this is like, yeah, first... which, which
1: I did not believe until we got a trailer for it.
0: Yeah. Cause it seemed very quiet about this one. And obviously there's the TV show coming and all of this different stuff. So you, it, I kind of, it felt like this was going to get delayed, didn't it? But, um, apparently mm. not. They're, they're sticking with their July 4th release date. Um, it's worked for the last few movies and, uh, yeah, the first purge, um, gets his first trailer. I mean, I mean, what did you think of the trailer for this one? Um, I think <laughs> I felt like
1: I feel with every purge movie with this mm. trailer, like it, some of it was interesting. Some of it looked like cool purge stuff and some of it looked like annoying political propaganda that I don't really want in my horror movie. Mm. Um, so it's a real mixture of the two really. Um, you know, the the purge franchise has never lived up to the premise of the purge yeah. uh, for me. And I was hoping with the first purge, it might, um, I feel like it's gonna be much of the same still an enjoyable movie but but you know not 100% what i want
0: definitely uh, i i i agree i think that um i really like the first purge movie and i think as more time's gone on i think that movie really does stand out <laughs> yeah and yeah we've kind of had the you know the last two now that they're very much the same movie they follow that same uh blueprint and, I enjoyed the the third one. What was it? Election Year was the third mm-hmm. one. Um, I thought yep. that was a better movie than the one that had preceded it. It was just, you know, it followed the exact same blueprint. They just pulled it off better. Um, so mm. coming off that one, I was like, oh, I hope they take it in a different direction. And to, to hear that it was like the first purge and all this stuff, yeah. like, that got me excited. But then to see what this movie is again tonally... Um, it's a lot of dark streets at night, uh, a lot of people in cars driving around, you know, very tonally yeah. sticking to that exact same blueprint. The Lots of people
1: week. with semi-automatic
0: weapons. Exactly. And and I mean, I'm just like, oh, they're doing this again. And, and like you say, there's hints of interesting stuff in this trailer. Um, yeah. Like I like that they touched upon something that they've uh, referenced before in the franchise about how like people were reluctant to uh, begin the killing in the first yeah. purge. So they kind of send out these government officials to get it going. Sort of the sky, I, um... pedestrians.
1: Yeah, I really don't like that part of the pedestrian thing because I really like the idea. They showed like a party mm. of like just, just like crazy party. And I could just imagine like that going out of control. Yeah. And, be you know, because suddenly like, oh, you know, you can go a bit more extreme and a bit more extreme and then someone gets killed. And then suddenly it's mm. carnage, you know. And, yeah. I, and I thought like that would have been more interesting to watch than like the government sending in a load of dudes with weapons. and Then there's a gunfight. Hmm. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, because, it, again, it just looks like another action movie. So, mm. I, I don't know, it is a weird one. I, I'm definitely more excited for the TV show because I think a TV show, you get more time to create characters. And I think that's what this sort of franchise needs at this point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see it. I'm always curious about a Purge movie. It's like you say, great, fantastic concept. So
1: Yeah.
0: And and yeah I'm always excited to watch one of these things. Well. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: I don't hate the movies. No. They're just not as good as what I want them to be. Yeah.
0: Um, this next one is interesting because I remember we talked about this off-air, um, kind of the what's going on with the next Terminator movie, um, because <laughs> we we hadn't really talked about it on the show, but of course um Arnold Schwarzenegger had open heart surgery uh, very recently.
1: Get well soon, um, Arnie.
0: Exactly, and and kind of, I'd said to you like this must disrupt the schedule because I'd say, I remember hearing that they it were going to, yeah, they were going to start filming very very soon on this one. Um, yeah. Of course, this one did originally have a July 2019 release date for next year. Um, they've now pushed it back to November uh, 2019. Um, has to be obviously to do with what's happened with Arnie, giving him some time to recover. Um, but yeah, um, you know, like I say, it's it's still coming. I'm still excited. I don't know. Did we talk about um, the whole Mackenzie Davis getting cast in this movie? No, I don't think so. So basically, again, I, um, apologies. if We've already gone over this on the show, but they were they were talking about how they wanted to, a new female lead for the for the franchise. You know, obviously, uh, Linda Hamilton's character is in uh, this film. but Obviously, yeah. her and Arnie are going to play very small minor roles. Um, but they wanted that new like female badass, and um, mm. yeah, Mackenzie Davis has been cast as that role. Yeah,
1: which is awesome.
0: Yeah, she's obviously a fantastic actress, and I was very very happy with that news. So yeah, like I say, we're still miles away from this one. So just a little update. Of course, we had to mention the Terminator news there. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. And so this next one is is uh, interesting because this was kind of like an announcement and a release date that they are going to be making a new Grudge movie. Um, because the ring
1: movie was so good.
0: Exactly. They were like, "What other you know franchises have we got?" Um. So this one's coming out August 2019, supposedly. Um. Though this feels like a January movie already. Um, yeah. Yeah. This
1: will. This they'll realize it's trash and they'll push it to January.
0: Yeah. Um. Sarah Michelle
1: of, Geller in it? Yeah.
0: Well, you can kind of read whatever about what this type of movie is going to be because they've already cast uh, Insidious lead Lynch in this movie oh um, fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> and that pretty much tells you everything that what is this going to be this is clearly going to be your your knockoff um in, i mean a knockoff in insidious uh, you know let alone no. a knock off of the good uh ones of these movies so, yeah. i
1: really hope lee winnell writes and stars in this movie
0: <laughs> me too and i really hope he does some really creepy stuff he can well. he can uh, cast himself as a questionably
1: older man that, that <laughs> tries to date a questionably younger woman
0: Oh, man, that's such a great concept for a movie. I've never seen him do that role before. I'm sure he would absolutely smash it in the park. Um, So, yeah, there's that one. Look forward to that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully we won't have to talk about that. (laughs) As we
1: are, guys. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Cool. You can feel the excitement for that one. Um, This last one is just a cool little nod uh, to... uh, by far one of our favorite movies of i would say the last 10 years um evil dead of course fede alvarez's evil dead um it just uh became five it's a five-year anniversary for this movie and my god uh, he's kind of been looking back on this on twitter so definitely um follow him on twitter if you don't already but he's been tweeting a bunch of sort of unreleased behind the scenes photos of this production um mostly centered upon the the, fi- the finale and without going to spoilers but is a very bloody finale and he kind of goes oh, yes. into uh there will how be blood. Yeah, he goes into sort of how they made that film, which is really really cool. Um so yeah, it was really nice to see, really good to reminisce and really think about just how goddamn awesome that movie is. Um yeah, it's insanely good. Shame shame that guy hasn't done anything else since then. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> um yeah, like you say, obviously he's he's Followed that up with arguably an even better movie. I don't know. That's an interesting conversation to have.
1: Ooh, that's um, that's that's for a different day, bro. Yeah,
0: but I mean, yeah, we we need this guy still in the horror in the horror genre. Hopefully, he's uh, gonna hear mm. our call and knows how loved he is by the horror fans. Because yeah, this guy is two and two right now. So. Um yeah this was really cool to see like i I just love evil dead and it's i I love the fact that this can still exist alongside what we have in ash versus evil dead um no one knows
1: that ash versus evil dead exists like one day (laughs) someone who owns that television channel is gonna like turn it on and be like yeah dude what's going on (laughs) like we can't show this Mm. and it's just gonna get pulled mid-season like i guarantee we're not gonna get a finale season finale it's just gonna end like (laughs) episode 8 done
0: it was funny because I saw a poll on Twitter. I can't remember who posted it now, but it was basically saying like, "What, what would you want more? Would you want uh, a sequel to Fede Alvarez's Evil Dead? So you know, Fede Alvarez to do Evil Dead Two? Would you want mm-hmm. kind of a continuation of the film? So Evil Dead Four slash Army of Darkness Two, or would you want a fourth season of Ash versus Evil Dead? Um, which you know, there's there's one of those options that I can immediately throw out. For me personally, I, yeah. I have no interest in an Evil Dead Four slash Army of Darkness Two. Yeah. But to make me choose between another season of my favorite TV show or a sequel to probably my favorite horror movie the last five years, like I can't, I can't make that distinction. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I just think that's ridiculous to choose. They're so so different, aren't they?
1: I think if I had to, I think I'd, I think I'd go Feday sequel.
0: I think I would as well because, like, like I say, I'm so happy that we've got three incredible seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, whereas I still think absolutely that Feday needs to return to that world. Like we deserve to get an Evil Dead two with those characters. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, that was that was the last sort of uh, normal news story. That was a pretty fun one. Of course, we have to give you the update of uh, this week's Super Horror Bros Hype Train weekly update. Um it starts with a very fun one, uh, one that we've already been discussing because it makes us very excited, but Danny Trejo is back. He's which back, is, which is great. So, uh, Rondo of course. Um it, of course in The Devil's Rejects, uh, him and uh, DDP were kind of the two vigilante um characters. What and... <laughs> was he what was he called in Devil's Rejects? Just Rondo. DDP. Oh, DDP. Oh, no, oh, I can't remember yeah. DDP's name. Um, it's weird, because I did watch uh, Devil's Rejects about two days ago. But um,
1: yeah, he's, DDP, he's, yeah, he's
0: DDP to me. He'll always be DDP. Um, so yeah, this is awesome news, and I really, really hope DDP yeah. gets confirmed, because you have to have me these two guys together. Um, and yeah, like, like I say, we, we've we been talking about it, but they really are starting, you know, the list of people that survived Devil's Rejects that aren't been cast... Billy is Ray very, snapper. It's a very, uh, very small list. Uh, Oh, is that is that DDP? Is it? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Billy Ray Snapper. Christ,
1: (laughs) gotta love Rob Zombie.
0: Yeah, oh, he knows how to name characters. Um, But yeah, like you say, there there really isn't many people now, especially uh, people from Devils, let alone people from just any previous Rob Zombie movie that haven't been confirmed. Um, (laughs) Of course, it wouldn't be a weekly update if we didn't confirm someone from Thirty One joining the cast. Um, This week is the time we got it. Um, uh, which is not cool the one we want. Is uh, Pancho Mola, who's kind of one of the leads in the in the sort of the first half of the movie, um, gets a lot of screen time in that movie. Um, really interesting to see what he will play in this film. Um, you know, what where is his place in this world? Because we're already seeing a lot of uh, villains, especially um, already been casted. You know, they're going to need a body count in this movie. They're going to need people to kill. So it's it's going to be interesting to see where these sort of people line up. Mm. Um, Another couple of announcements, people that aren't massively sort of known for Rob Zombie, but um, Richard Edison and uh, Richard Real, so a pair of Richards, um, both confirmed. I think uh, Richard Real was in Halloween 2, and I think that's his only sort of Rob Zombie previous movie. Um, And I'm not sure if uh, Edison has been in his previous movies, but they're both kind of, like you say, similar to who did we say the other week uh clint howard one of those guys that like oh yeah they're in a lot of genre movies yeah um and they're definitely people that you'll recognize um and yeah that's that's all for the cast announcement so far obviously rob zombies drip feeding them out Um,
1: we'll get what we want eventually
0: it's interesting we'll have to look back on kind of when this movie was first announced because i mean what was it are we going on maybe three or four weeks at this point something like that um, yeah i think it was like mid-march and so these productions aren't going to be very long you know i i, I would i'd be shocked if this production is more than six weeks um so i feel like we are going to get like the full cast list very soon if not we're, we're getting very close to that
1: yeah i just feel like you know these guys come on set get killed by the fireflies <laughs> and head off out you know and it's just kind of like get a picture mm. of rob zombie yeah get posted on twitter
0: yeah exactly um so there it is that, that is our that is our news and hype train update i think we we can't delay the inevitable anymore this is a very exciting episode we need to talk about a quiet place Just do it So, A Quiet Place is finally here. After all the hype and anticipation, we have finally seen this movie. Uh, it's been a long while coming I know it kind of from the start of the year I don't know when
1: we saw this trailer like was it just at the start of the year it feels like longer yeah
0: I I think for me I'm sure it was because I I hadn't heard of this movie and it was one of the ones that you kind of had in your list Mm. and you know you you told the concept to me before I'd even kind of visualised it in my mind and (laughs) it was immediately something that I was uh, drawn to and of course seeing the trailer it kind of perfectly matched up in my mind with what I wanted that concept to be you know the whole make a sound and you die um, concept and yeah they obviously he nailed it in that first trailer. I did it guys I
1: did it guys <laughs> Mike's upcoming horror movie list is it's finally delivered, delivered. <laughs> it's finally
0: done it <laughs> it did give us such gems like keep watching and uh, hellraiser judgment but you know you got to yeah, give them credit when they it's give also, you the quiet you know, place.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I'll take that. I'll take
0: that. Yeah. So I mean, there there is so much to, to dive in with this movie. You know, it's the, uh, the use of sound, the acting, so many different things. I mean, where do you want to? Where do you even want to start with this one? Should we try and? I'm going to synopsize little this little yeah, movie. Let's go for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, slight slight Mike buzzword straight away with this uh, film. Mm. This is a post apocalyptic movie. Oh yes. Um. Basically the the world has um succumbed to these monsters. Um if you have ever watched the film Cloverfield, <laughs> they're very similar to the little monsters that come out of Cloverfield. Mm. Um the world has succumbed to these. These these creatures hunt by sound. Um so we um interestingly with this movie, we join the movie um after this has happened, after the invasions happened, and it's kind of we're introduced to survivors of this outbreak where there is very scarce kind of humanity is on the brink of extinction. Um, we're introduced to the Abbott family um, and we're basically introduced to them and they, um, their daughter Regan is um, deaf. So they all um, are able to sign language and they're all basically communicating via sign language and um, trying to live in this world basically um, with these creatures. Um, so we learned the rules kind of fairly early on um, t- two or three minutes into the movie mm. that, you know, the, any noise that you make that this, it doesn't have to be anything significant, just anything that's kind of out of the norm and kind of, you know, relatively loud. Um, the creatures will hear it and they'll come from far away to then stalk and hunt and kill you. Mm. Um, which basically means from, like, um, that moment on, the movie is, is you know, you are listening to every sound that everyone is making throughout the entire movie. It makes the movie tense from, you know, minute two to minute 90 mm. um, of this movie. Um, I really don't want to go much more into mm. it right now. Um I, we're certainly going to have to at some point yeah. um but i think there's a lot that we can talk about overview wise before we get into any spoilers because i certainly don't want to get to that point just yet mm. um so yeah that's that's the movie i mean i think um what i didn't mention is that the abbott family um parents are um played by emily blunt and uh john krasinski mm. um husband and wife in real life and john krasinski uh maybe writes i guess <laughs> you'll get to that in a second and directs this movie more interestingly mm. um and kind of it's his debut uh behind the camera um and uh yeah the uh, do you want to go into the writing side of things
0: yeah, well, I mean, he, um you know, going into this movie, I was unclear on a lot of these different things, and obviously I, I didn't <laughs> want to read about it until afterwards, and so then and then kind of seeing this movie and then being like, okay, now I can start to learn about the production and, you know, the casting and all these different things, and just a, a couple of interviews that I've read with John, he talks about... um a couple of things that I found really interesting when we kind of dive into this movie. But he talks about how he didn't ever see himself as like a horror guy at all. Um, he, you know, he said that he did, he couldn't watch them when he was younger because they scared him so much. And um, he basically was he was he was drawn to this script. So this this script was kind of delivered to him as kind of um, the scripts that get shipped around Hollywood of like here's a cool idea, but no one's really picking up on it. Is this something you're interested in? and um yeah you know the concept was there the concept was post-apocalyptic if you make a noise these things are going to hunt you and that was interesting to john but the thing that he said that he really wanted to hunker down on and found interesting was this family dynamic mm. um he said that he, he kind of when he, when he first read the script he i think he would just had his second child like weeks prior right and the kind of the want and will to protect your family was something that really resonated with him at that time mm. and he said that as soon as he read it he felt that you know he saw himself and his wife in those in those characters and that's why he immediately had to cast them both as the two lead roles
1: um, yeah which is just you know the, the 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 family kind of you know strength of looking after your family mm. um is is what is it this movie's core and what yeah. makes this movie so special mm. um uh john plays the, the father called lee and emily blunt plays evelyn i think there's a point in the movie that evelyn says like you know who, who are we if we can't protect our children? Mm. Like you know, if we if we can't protect them, then what are we even here for on yeah. this planet? And um, you you just feel that like you know that their sole purpose in this movie is to look after their children, and mm. you kind of it's so genuine and so well acted from the two of them that you feel that struggle from start to finish. Yeah,
0: definitely. which
1: I just you know I think I think elevates this movie, you know, beyond horror, just just a you know an all round movies for people to watch.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, that, and that was one of the elements that just completely took me off guard when I watched it. You know, mm. like going into the trailer, we talked about last week, was like, if they deliver on this concept, this will be one of our favourite movies. And, you know, we haven't really talked about it, but they absolutely do that. They absolutely deliver mm. on that use of sound. Um, the mm. fact that they manage to keep that tension, like you say, from, from the second minute of this movie until, boom, the credits hit. Um, there isn't any lulls in action at all. And not even, action's not the right word, but, if, but you know what I mean? Like, th- there's no... They don't change the rules at any point in the movie. It doesn't suddenly yeah. become, oh, here they are all talking and having this big, loud conversation and it has this big fight scene. Like, that never happens in this movie. It stays true to what the movie's about throughout the entire movie. And that's mm. something that you can almost, like, not really say about any film, really, where it's like, we're going to stick to this thing. This is the thing that this movie's about. And and that's what we're going to tell throughout all of it. But then, like, on top of that, it's not just about this thing. It is, you know, the the main thing about this movie taken away from it is this 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 themes of parent family bond yeah, of, yeah. of will of wanting to protect your family and like you say there's there's so many elements of why this works um and i think obviously one of the main elements is the acting um mm. of the lead two characters and and their children i think it's just it's so well acted like we, we've talked, talked about, about it a lot recently where we have been blessed with some really fantastic performances in these genre movies um even this year alone like it's going to be insane when we try and yeah. decipher it at the end of the year um yeah. because you know i even just last week when we saw <clears throat> unsane i thought i thought claire foy completely elevated that movie to another level you know mm had that movie not had such a strong lead performance and then immediately going into this movie i'm just like holy cow like how did they manage to pull this off so well yeah I, I believed every moment of this movie i um, i think
1: like, like you say, the, the acting in this is is almost next to none yeah. um but even with that happening for, for me personally i thought um john was just stand out in that in that role as the mm. father figure i thought um uh, and perhaps that's, you know, being a father, I can kind of portray that onto him more. Mm-hmm. But like, I just I could see the the look in his eyes and he aged like mm-hmm. this movie does span a bit of time. And like you can see the um, th- how weathered he gets and how his eyes just look shrunken and how you can just see the weight of looking after this family has really, you know, hit, hit him in the way he looks like I don't know how he did it. Like mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. Um and that's not to take away from Emily Blunt either, because I think, you know, she is also, you know, next to none this year in terms of acting performances for this movie. I think mm-hmm. both of them, and like you say, the children. But for me in particular, the way John kind of portrays that haggard, you know, like I say, that that look of just kind of you know he's been battling this for so long to keep his children safe and how that's kind of just wearing on the way he looks i just thought it was phenomenal
0: definitely i think that obviously like the two main things and the two things we've been talking about so far are those two elements the kind of what mm-hmm. this world is about it's a post-apocalyptic desolate world where you know sound plays a huge key and then you, you combine mm-hmm. that that's kind of the backdrop to what is then essentially the main story of this this family just trying to survive and I think yep. those two elements are combined so perfectly through what we get is the opening scene of this movie um, mm-hmm. without going into it too much. But it's it's what what would you say? Maybe two to four minutes long. Um, yeah,
1: less than five minutes.
0: It's It's a short scene and it perfectly conveys this entire movie in a nutshell. Um, it yeah. gives you the strong family bond. It gives you the will to survive. It perfectly explains how sound plays a role in this universe. You know, not everyone seeing this mm-hmm. movie is going to know the trailer or know the the exact yeah. concept. But if you go to just... If you just hear the good word of mouth, which, thank God, this movie is getting, like, if you just say, like, oh, yeah, I hear that, you know, Jim jo- the, the from The Office is in this movie, and it's really cool, so I'm going to go check it out, um, you will know from the first five minutes exactly what this movie's about. And that is a really special thing. Like, it's not... Like um, yeah. other movies that we've seen, where they have like unnecessary horror at the beginning, and
1: it's um, it is exactly that as well with the family. You instantly know that family dynamic. We mm. don't need fifteen minutes of setup for them pre post-apocalypse, uh, yeah. pre the pre the outbreak to. Um, establish their their family bond and and their role you just get that instantly mm. you get the the um bond between the siblings and the parents and the strong bond that the two parents have together in that small segment mm. um you know it reminds me a lot when people talk about like um you know like a tutorial in a video game and how like mario teaches you so well that you walk along you fall down the hole, and then mm. you know straight after you do that you have to jump over it and it's it does it in a non you know it does it in a very quick way that's not boring for the person that's playing it and that's like this with the film sometimes films have to give you screens of text Mm. to tell you you like what's what is this world you know why are we here what is the time span or you have to have 10 minutes of setup this movie just you know two minutes in you 100 percent are acclimatized and then you're just in it for the next 90 minutes which is you know it can't be understated how in it you are for those Mm. 90 minutes um There was like a point that when we was watching this movie, because I think it's fair to say that we're both, you know, a little bit hot on this movie and enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, And there was a point that I was about, we're about half an hour into this movie, and I kind of like realized that I was just like sat forward with my mouth open, Mm. and I kind of just took like a step 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 back in my seat and kind of like just like took it all in and was just like, this is just a special experience. Um, and I kind of then took that stance for the rest of the movie because quite often when I watch a movie like this, I'm worried about the delivery. You know, I'm worried. You know, we said before, can they deliver on this for 90 minutes? But after I got, like, 20 minutes in, I'm like, they're, they're going to deliver on this. Yeah, this is going to be no special. Like, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy this experience now. I know they're going to nail it. And they nail it from start to finish. Um, I think, like, the... Uh, you know no no spoilers at all but like they they add they escalate um things in the kind of second act for the rest of the movie and the way that they escalate things is so perfect and it's such a curveball and i'm so grateful that none of that is spoiled in the trailer Mm. um and the instant they introduce this kind of escalation i'm just like oh my god like this is like just so crazy and perfect for this movie and um i just don't know how the hell this is going to go down and and it's just kind of um you know it really just keeps you engaged for the entire movie and like you say even when there's you know not a lull but like a you know you know there aren't you know creatures in your face or anything like that it's just kind of people talking Mm. you've always got that sense of at any point one of them could just make a mistake make Mm. a noise and then suddenly it's go time again it's survival time again um you know, it's um, the, the even the world they've built is like it's not this. This movie is so based on this family and their struggle, but the actual this post-apocalyptic world is one of the most kind of interesting post-apocalyptic worlds that we've seen, mm. and we get like glimpses of like you know like, the rest what's going of on humanity of and yeah, like and I want to know more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I want I want more of that and like. Um, there's there's not nothing in this movie that that they don't nail for me mm. like I I like if I was to try to critique it in any way I don't have a critique of it. Yeah. Um which is I I just can't think of a movie where I where I could say that, you know. Um a handful of times for the show if that. Yeah yeah no it
0: is crazy it's it's a rare movie this is where Mm. like you say i I thought they were going to just deliver on this one thing of this use of Mm. sound and that would have been enough for me that would have been enough for this to be one of my favorite movies of the year it would have been enough for it to just be a really enjoyable cinema experience um but the fact that they nail like you say all these perfect little things you know the the hinting of what this world is about um you see kind of like newspaper headlines Mm. of kind of what happened when it first outbroke and kind of people trying to you know discover like oh they hunt you by sound and all this stuff and obviously there are there are hints at other people in this world but um Mm. i think i think we said like this isn't like a massive spoiler but kind of when the end credits start there's something like six credited characters in this entire movie yeah um, there's not many which is crazy like that's that's so bizarre for a movie like this but to to keep your attention throughout the whole thing yeah like that's almost unheard of um Obviously, the the use of sound as well, like the the kind of it feels like a silent movie at times, and it's something that we yeah. just haven't really seen a modern movie take yeah. from at all, where the characters are either sign language or signing and whispering, and I thought that element was super good because you can kind of hear what they're saying very faintly um, at yeah. times whilst they're signing, and that's something that yeah, I but expect. not enough
1: without the subtitles no. to actually to make it out like it was the perfect like audio here, level like
0: you say like one word or another where yeah you'd hear like mother or love love or something yeah. like that and that was like enough to just draw you in um mm. and like you say like they they perfectly know what they're doing with all these elements that there's so many things that they throw in at the start that are perfectly brought back in the finale of this movie yeah um obviously one thing that we've mentioned and kind of you see in the trailer but one of the characters is deaf in this movie mm-hmm. um one of their children and obviously this plays a huge role um not only because of the fact that you know they know sign language because of this and so that gives them like a huge advantage in this world um yeah which is something that again is such a clever element of like why did this family survive and other families did not and that would be one of those reasons of like well they didn't have to just teach themselves you know sign language to, s- to kind of communicate but also communicate quietly like they already mm. had this as like a one-up on the <coughs> rest of the world yeah um but then also you kind of you get put in this character shoes of every time you see, um, do you know her name off the top of your head? You got yeah, name?
1: because I was going to mention it. Um, that it's Regan, the Regan. girl. Um, yeah, played played by um Millicent Simmons. Yeah. Um, and she's actually deaf in
0: real life. Yeah. I remember that was something that was, uh, they, I, I'd read beforehand was that that was so mm. key to John when he was casting this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, was that they they wanted to have an actual deaf person play this role. And yeah. It, it's fascinating because, yeah, in the movie, you know, when you're kind of put in her shoes, the, the audio mm. completely cuts. Um, yeah, you, you feel just... so
1: isolated yeah. in that role. Like, and, um, naively, kind of like when, um, When I kind of first saw her as as like a deaf character and kind of um, saw that like in this world that like silence, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to remain silent. I was like, oh, she's kind of like, you know, she's got the sign language and got the tools to help her. Mm. But ultimately, like she is still so isolated in this world because Mm -hmm. when stuff's happening around her. And, like, her family are unable to communicate with her or something. She doesn't have, like, that sense Mm. that suddenly is so heightened by the the creatures, you know. So, like, you know, if she had a mobile phone in her pocket that was going off, you know, the creatures would be coming towards her and she'd have no idea of this, you know, trigger that she has on her person. And that element was, like, super interesting and having that transition between her being completely silent and you being put into that role as the as the viewer and then kind of be taken out and then kind of knowing what's going on around her and being fully aware that she's not aware of this is mm-hmm. um you know it's a really interesting juxtaposition that i think um you know it, it, its use in the movie isn't overused and no. whenever it's used it's used to perfection um you know it's either used in a Super kind of emotional scene or a poignant scene or in a in a, you know, an, an action scene where it's necessary. And I think, um, you know, that was something that was done so well, like, um, you know, we've, you know, we've obviously talked about it for a bit. But the use of sound in this movie is just perfect, like better than it needed to be. Mm. You know, um, we, we said it just needed to nail, you know, or not even now, you know, it needed to get the concept right. Um, or even nail it, but but it, but it went beyond that. You know, yeah. it went to almost perfection. You know, there were points in the movie where sound obviously happens, and uh, it's almost perfect every time when it happens. and the use of of sound and kind of you know, like you say, the characters communicate, in and um, you know it 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 creates like real beautiful moments and creates kind of like you say, it creates rules within the world that then he used perfect effect later on as well. Mm. Um, that just kind of, I think as well being like in it audio wise, um, puts you in the role so much more than like a, um, point of view movie or, you know, any, you know, hand cam movie or anything like that. Um, being in it with the with the audio, you you one hundred percent know the ramifications of what's happening. You know, mm. you don't have to have, and it's not them reliant on like a jump scare in your face. You're just terrified because the noise has happened, and I think mm. that's kind of, you know, it was interesting to see how they would deal with tension with with this movie. And uh, I, it's the most tense I've ever been in the cinema.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like that is we have to talk about our cinema experience because it is such a huge part of this movie. Um, mm. Like going into it, that was something that I'm always nervous about when you see these movies with a big audience. Is you don't know what type of crowd you're going to get. Um, you know, mm. we saw this on the day of release, and it was a fairly busy cinema. Um, mm-hmm. And kind of when when it first started, I remember thinking like, you know, you get the usual murmurs of when a movie's then starting. Um, kind mm-hmm. of like I'd say like the first two minutes of that opening scene was a little bit of people getting comfortable in the seats. Um, yeah. Little bit of popcorn or drink action, and you had that yeah. a little bit, and it was it was super subtle, but it was enough to be like, if this is going on throughout the entire movie, it would maybe cause a bit of an issue. And mm. from, from from the second that opening scene ended, and then we get the kind of time jump to what where the rest of this movie is, there was like not a peep out of anyone in this entire cinema. And like that adds no. so much tension to this movie again because like you say, you're in a you're in this room with, with a lot of people that wanna cough, that wanna clear their throat, that wanna make noises, and you just can't because you're like I yeah, can't. There, make a there sound.
1: wasn't there wasn't even normal coughing or like you say, clearing your throat and anything. And I remember like when we watched Don't Breathe, mm. we mentioned that. That people were so quiet during that screening because you're just so tense because you're in the room with those characters trying not to be seen. Mm. But with that movie, um You know, there were lulls where you could then, you know, kind of feel like you could make noise. But this movie, you know, in the cinema, I honestly felt like, you know, there were times where I wanted to clear my throat. And, like, I had a coffee and I was, like, trying to so carefully drink it. I was like, Mm. I must not make a sound.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's crazy. Um, Like, that is one of this movie's biggest strengths. It's something a lot of people have been talking about. And it really is a wild experience, though. Like, you can probably tell by now, but we definitely highly recommend this movie. And yeah. I think that it's absolutely one of these cases you know, it's funny, when I talked about it Unsane last week where I was like, oh yeah, you should definitely see Unsane because I very much enjoy this movie, but the cinema experience yeah. added absolutely Yeah,
1: it's nothing. like, oh, maybe just
0: watch it on your phone. Yeah, like, I'm, I, I actually think watching that movie like on a laptop in the dark with like ear, earphones in would probably actually enjoy, might enjoy that movie even more. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the opposite. You need to see this on the yeah. biggest screen possible and you need to see it with as many people as possible and hopefully those people will respect this movie um, the mm-hmm. way it deserves to yeah. be treated and and then you'll get a really magical experience unlike anything I've ever had in the cinema. um, It really is crazy and obviously you mentioned Don't Breathe there Um, Mm -hmm. you know that is definitely a movie that gets brought to mind with kind of the level of tension throughout this entire Mm -hmm. movie Um, this movie pulls from so many other different movies that I just didn't think it would at all Um, Mm -hmm. kind of we talked about the the kind of uh, family resonance of this movie and it really hasn't affected me Uh, a movie hasn't affected me like this since I watched Interstellar Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of the way that movie was viewed in the cinema i think again the use of sound of that movie complete opposite of this movie where it's so loud and in your face and it's effective with its soundtrack and this is the complete opposite um but both movies have this real emotional core that like just punch you in the face and when it's over yeah. i feel like i've just gone through an experience of like God, you I feel that to...
1: parental bond so yeah. strong for the it's re- the characters. It's really
0: crazy. It really can't be like um you know overstated enough really like how crazy it is. Um, you know, without we're not gonna get into spoilers really towards the end, but like there is there is a scene in this movie that hit me like a gut punch that like I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting. Um yeah. Yeah, I was expecting this movie to be like a fun thriller and, and take me on the roller coaster ride <laughs> like a don't breathe. But there isn't any moment in that movie where I was like, you know, worried for a character's life or anything like that. It was just like, oh I appreciate how fun and well crafted this movie is. Um, Whereas this movie was like, I really genuinely cared about this family so much, which is ridiculous Mm. because it's, it's, it's ridiculous in the sense that obviously, you know, I'm an adult. I know how movies work. I know who the writer and directors are. You know, you shouldn't really, we get yeah. To the point where, like, I You really look genuinely... at the screen,
1: you're like, oh, it's John yeah. Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know
0: that these aren't real people. I'm not watching yeah. a documentary, but for some, but it's the the performance level. Yeah, you get caught story. so
1: up in the moment yeah, and completely the story. Yeah, caught down. up
0: in it. Where, where, like you say, it's so easy to put yourself in those shoes and feel that emotion <laughs> and. One of the final scenes of this movie was just heartbreaking and, and I just found it so emotional watching it, um, yeah that I really did tear up and it's the it's the first time I, like definitely I could say that for the show like I, I haven't seen a genre mm-hmm. movie that has affected yeah. me like that, possibly ever, and mm. what's crazy about this movie is that you don't get that sense of um You don't get that chance to just, like, break down in a way of, like... I felt so emotional in that moment. But because the movie's so tense and is still going a million miles an hour, you don't even get a, a chance to, like, calm down from it. No, it almost... It almost,
1: like hit me when the final credits rolled. that's what i was gonna say like, because, no, like i, I that kind moment... of, i didn't want to get up and hmm. walk out the cinema yeah i didn't feel like i could like i felt so emotional sat there, there. Was, i was just
0: like yeah there was that need, moment and minute. then kind of there was like there was 10 or 15 minutes before the movie ended and so yeah. that moment it hit me so hard that i was kind of like still processing that whilst enjoying yeah. the finale of this movie and like you say when the movie ended and the end credits rolled, I remember trying to talk to you and I just couldn't. Like, I couldn't formulate words because, yeah. like, I hadn't had that release yet of what had actually happened prior in the movie and that, that is something, no. like say, for me is, is is completely unique. Like, I've seen thousands of movies and that's never happened to me. Um, yeah. So that's, I could, like say, that is, I could not say anything better about this movie than that experience of what I had. Mm. Like say, I don't know if I'll ever have that again. I don't know if that's something that a lot of people have but for me personally, seeing this movie for the first time, I will always remember that moment and this This um special i think
1: i think for me as well this movie is now like if someone says to me like oh you like horror movies what would you recommend i'm like (laughs) "Quiet place yeah like for someone that's like a a normie you know quote unquote normie like Mm. this is one of the best films a avid horror movie fan will go watch this year or or ever Mm. and it's also a a person that's just a casual movie fan that wants to watch horror movie i'm like yeah there is nothing in this that's gonna be like you know, too much for you or whatever. I mean this movie's super tense and mm. crazy tense and might make you feel a bit ill because of the tension, but you know, it's not something where I could be like, Oh yeah, devil's rejects, go watch that. You know, it's <laughs> like no, this movie straight up is for everyone to go watch and like I'm recommended to anyone that will listen to me talk right now. Yeah.
0: Um This is you know, the type and... of movie that like for me, genre movies they don't get enough love because mm. this is as emotional as any movie you'll see all year. It's as well directed and as well acted as any film. And obviously yeah. we're just coming off the back of the kind of the conversation with the Oscars and how great it was to see movies like get out, get represented. Yeah. Um. For me already seeing a movie like this, I'm like, it, it, the fact that it's a genre movie is going to, like, take it down a peg or two for so many people, and I just find that to be so ridiculous, because this mm-hmm. the emotional core of this movie and what it's about, that, that family bond, is just on a whole other level of so many different movies. Yeah. And I really hope that this movie is is appreciated in the way it deserves, because that that is, like you say, when you talk about recommending it to someone, it, like... The reason why I love sci-fi is movies like Interstellar because they have a sci-fi backdrop to tell a fundamentally just human story. Yeah, um, and that's why I think that movie is so good. And for me, like say, <clears> what what you just said completely nails it. Of like, this is completely a genre movie. It is a horror movie. It is a post-apocalyptic movie about a creature. You know, it's a creature hmm. feature A
1: terrifying movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, this, this movie is tense from start to finish. It's <laughs> exactly. not to underplay the horror of this movie. No,
0: but then at its core, it is an emotional family drama, and that, and that mm-hmm. is like not a a, a dig or anything it's just like no no no. this is a very heartwarming um you know heart like movie um and i just thought that was to be absolutely insane um i'm super happy as well that kind of the early estimates of this movie is that it's doing very very well um yeah I don't know if we it's a reasonably anything. small budget, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so it was seventeen million, and it seems mm-hmm. to have already pulled in seventy-one million. Um, Fifty yeah. in America, and then kind of twenty-one internationally. Um, but I'm hoping that now the word of mouth is getting out that a lot of people who saw this kind of week one um, are saying how good this is. That I do think it will hopefully carry on. Um, yeah, I hope it'll get legs. This was one that I kind of, you know, we've been talking about how much horror there is at the cinema right now, and I, I was kind of thinking like I don't think I think I was saying to you off air was like I don't think there's a a place or a role for a movie like it, it to do you know what it done last year where like mm. it was at a perfect time and a place it came out when there was absolutely nothing on in the cinema it had that really good like um traction that good word of mouth and it nailed it and that's why yeah it, it almost
1: made... it almost had like a month's hype yeah and then a month's tail yeah. exactly well. like which, it was a perfect story in this day and age you know when you think marvel are putting out movies every mm. two months yeah. um or Marvel and DC are yeah. anyway,
0: like between the two of them. Like you don't see that perfect storm for any movie, let alone a horror movie. Mm. And so obviously, like you say, I still stand by that. I don't think any movie's going to do close to its numbers, but I think it will be even hard to like, say, look at what get out did last year. That made a, a lot of money. And, mm. I, and I looked at this movie and I thought, wow, like if you want to see a more chill out horror movie, there's True or dare If you want to see something a bit more crazy, there was of course like Anni- annihilation and unsane and all these different yeah. things. To and even from. like you got
1: like, you know, sequels like Strangers, Pray at Night. Yeah, that's exactly. Be- Yeah, it's out in America. We'll get it eventually. So I just think that
0: it it gets it dilutes the market, and there's only you know we're we're obviously in the minority. We're people that go to see like a lot of movies, but a lot of people only have a certain amount of time or budget to see movies at the cinema. So I really Mm -hmm. I thought this movie would come out and do okay, fine, and obviously the fact that it is such a good movie will help. Um, But hopefully, like I say, I really hope this is one of the big like horror success stories of the year, like we saw last year, because I can't think of a more deserving movie for me personally.
1: Well, we're not going to stop talking about
0: it. No, we'll definitely be talking about this movie uh, come the end of the year. Um, There's Another thing that's kind of interesting, you mentioned right at the start when we were talking about the creatures, the kind of the Cloverfield feeling Mm -hmm. of this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that we talked about as soon as we saw it, and (laughs) We are absolutely not alone in that. Um, really? I, I am yeah. wondering if that was the case. I saw a few people mention it on Twitter, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's funny. And then the writers have come out and said that this was absolutely really? a conversation that was uh, had with them.
1: Um, really?
0: Fantastic. So this is a fairly uh, long quote. I'm not sure I'll read all of this. But they were basically talking about when they were selling it to Paramount. Um, they said that when they spoke to one of the representatives, that was a possibility. Um, but <laughs> it, was, it was weird timing because when they were writing the scripts, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane has, has like, just come out. Um, right. And so they were talking about that, and they were basically saying, like, th- we could see this as maybe a crossover. We could see this taking place in that universe. But um, ultimately, they, they basically went on to say that they were. Not they they had a fear, and not that they don't love you know what Bad Robot do and what the Cloverfield movies do, but they had a fear that they didn't want it to be repurposed because they felt that the movie on its own was so strong, um, yeah. the world that they'd built and all of this different stuff with the characters that it didn't need, I guess, quote unquote, to be a Cloverfield movie. And, yeah, you know, I do they, agree
1: with that as yeah. much as like I love Cloverfield or mm. want cool shit in that universe. I think that this has built its own law. Like I said before, the the post apocalyptic world that they've built, I want to see more of. Yeah. Um, I didn't need it to be a clover field world
0: yeah definitely they, Cloverfield they basically,
1: world needs that more than this movie needs Cloverfield
0: <laughs> oh 100% yeah um, they, they basically were saying as well that as as film goers they kind of crave new and original ideas and yeah. pretty much everything right now is part of an IP whether it's comic books remakes, yeah, sequels all that sort of stuff and they were really happy that they wanted to just put out something that was original mm. and fresh and they're really happy that at least the you know Paramount did embrace that and I mean look, look this is what you get at the end of the day
1: yeah. I um, would also say that the, the monster you know the creature design is inspired by cloverfield yeah. but it is not just those monsters you know the, the this creature design i think is fantastic um, mm. you know you, you get introduced to these these creatures kind of throughout the movie obviously and um they're they're terrifying and they're just these killing machines and um it's almost like cloverfield crossword tremors mm. like you know these <laughs> things are just like straight up killing machines and they just they're, they're basically this this head that is just like a sea of air drums, basically mm. that can just like detect any sound and kind of at any point it can kind of amplify sound and seek out sound from any point. And like, um, you know, they, you know, it it, it, it seems like, you know, very Cloverfield inspired, very tremors, but also just like very, you know, like almost resident evil, you know, monster design and that sort of thing, just like something truly terrifying and really mm. unique. Um, it just took the best bits of like all cool stuff that I like and made yeah. something awesome, uh, yeah. which I really appreciate. And it's definitely not a rip off of anything. Just no. you know, perfect kind of levels of everything.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, do we do we want to mention a few things that are slightly spoilery? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily need to. It's mm. up to you. There was just there was one element which I guess is I wanted to discuss because I thought they just nailed it um mm-hmm. which again I didn't get from the trailer and again I don't know if this was revealed in other stuff but um so this is like a little yeah. bit kind of mild mid spoilers It's nothing towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. um but kind of you know uh, Emily Blunt's character throughout this mm-hmm. mo- majority of this movie is pregnant yeah. and just it's, I think
1: I think this has been revealed in TV and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what I assume. Um,
1: because I've heard someone talk about a couple of scenes in this movie that hasn't seen this movie. Mm. Um, so I think it has been revealed.
0: Yeah, that's what um, I assumed. Um, but yeah, yeah obviously it's I didn't.
1: Scene I didn't particular that we're not yeah. going to spoil
0: i didn't know this going in no meaning um you know as soon as they they reveal it in such a fantastic way and Mm -hmm. it's after such a poignant scene again the subtlety of this movie there's so many little things i can't wait to go back and rewatch it because i'll notice how much they nail all these little things you know they they set up things early on that they bring back oh i'm gonna find a way
1: to watch this again in the cinema (laughs) like it's happening
0: let's go let's go tonight um (laughs) but yeah so like when they reveal this it's kind of like you you're initially thinking so many things in your head as a viewer like there's a lot going on but i was kind of like this is the perfect time bomb that this movie needed to even to ratchet yeah. up the tension even more um because it combines the like you say the perfectly the two elements of what this movie is completely about yeah. it's about yeah. the use of sound and and the parenthood in the family um, family yeah and and that <laughs> what is more you know poignant in that is, is having a character this pregnant and so i just thought that was absolutely yeah. perfect um, i think as well like a lot of people that kind of first like hear
1: that thought just think like why the hell would they put themselves in that situation mm. but when you kind of realize the family dynamic and how kind of driven they are mm. they're like we're not gonna like we're, we're not just gonna take the easy option in this world like we want to have a life and we want yeah. to have a family and our will to have a family is our will to survive
0: and to have, um, and to have as much of a normal life as possible in yeah this world.
1: yeah and i think that was one of the things that i spoke about with you after the film like mm. it was that it isn't just like they're just batting down the hatches. There's just living this living an absolute underground shelter in darkness and just stay alive. You know, they're not waiting to last out. These creatures, these creatures are going to be here for an unknown long amount of time, maybe forever. Like, who knows? Mm. And all they're trying to do is survive. Basically, we're no longer top of the food chain. We're an ant that's just getting squashed by everything. Mm. And. They realize that they still have to live and they want to give their children a quality of life. So they let their children, you know, in the trailer, you know, let their children play board games, teach them, let read to them, you know, um, give them, you know, a quality of life so they can have fun and play games, you know, because for them, you know, as parents, what was the point in looking after their children if the children are just miserable? So they make a point to try and make them happy as well in this movie. And I thought that was Something that I hadn't really thought about going in and mm. that was was really interesting and um you know made it made it so much more genuine, I think,
0: yeah, definitely. Like I say I think it's one of those things that even just the concept alone is fascinating the concept mm. of what happens when you introduce this character that mm. is pregnant in a movie in a world where you can't make sound and obviously there are two major issues with that you know the first one yeah. is the the act of childbirth in itself um, and then the issue of when you have a, a newborn child you can't immediately tell them they're pretty quiet oh, you right? yeah you can't be like oh you need to be quiet because these creatures are come get us like no that's not going to be a case and so the way all this de- the way this movie deals with those two elements is just so well 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 done. I think it's one you know again I keep saying it a lot because there are a lot of bloody good scenes in this movie but it's one of the best scenes in the movie um, mm. the way it's shot, the way it kind of like pulls itself together obviously of course I think it is the the performance of Emily Blunt in these yeah. scenes is just so goddamn incredible unlike anything I've ever seen before kind of mm. you know this movie is a lot about like facial experiences uh, expressions and real just like guttural reactions because you don't get that use of sound you know you don't get to just scream or cry or shout you don't get any of those elements you know it is yeah. all the it's,
1: it's almost like when people talk about like comic books you know how mm. they can portray that that emotion without giving you the sound and you know yeah. that's exactly what this movie's doing throughout which i think is incredible you know like you say the 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 horror and pain that's etched on her face when she's not making a single sound is mm. uh you know it, it it really cannot be understated how well both of them perform in this movie
0: Definitely, because this is, like, the opposite of what you see in most horror movies. Like, it's so easy to just be, like... Scream in your face, yeah. yeah. Exactly. has something that's awful, awful that's happening. Oh, every every pers- um, person's going to be running around, they're going to be screaming, they're going to be erratic. The whole, like, crying, screaming, shouting. It's all, like, a lot of it is bad performances as well. And this movie is just, like, the complete opposite of that. It is pure subtlety and just so much control from everyone in this movie Mm. like you say from from john's performance of course i mean he is he is the anchor of this movie in so many different ways um he's the character who anchors this movie of course he is the man behind the camera as well and it is one of those performances both as a on-screen talent and behind it where the combination of those two like i don't think i've seen anything like it before like i
1: don't understand how you could be so good in both Mm.
0: Yeah. Like it's it's know, unfair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like dude, give other people a chance. <laughs> yeah.
0: It really it genuinely is, you know. It's it's crazy, man. Like it, it's such a good movie and I think that it when we see these movies that are this good, we're always worried about, you know, oh, what happens if they do a sequel? Um I just yeah. I don't know, man. Like I'm so high on this movie right now that I would obviously be super excited if they said that they would have other entries. But mm. like, also the fact that they literally made, in my opinion, a perfect movie. That, it, like you say, like mm. Don't Breathe. You know, just, let's just leave it at that. You know, similar to Get Out. Let's just leave it at that. It's it's yeah. fine. You know, um, but yeah, that's obviously for the future. Um, I think definitely just enjoy this movie in the moment. Like I say, there's a there's a lot to to take your attention right now at the cinema. And please, people need to support this type of movie. Because if it's you're so if you're not good. in
1: your car listening to this, driving to the cinema right yeah. now, then I you're gonna have to pause the. Sh- show get in your yeah. car put us back on in the car but then yeah. get off to the cinema you need to go see this movie right now
0: yeah like do yourself a favor you will absolutely <laughs> love it and like I say the the cinema experience absolutely adds. so don't just think oh it sounds like cool but i'll get it when it's you know on demand or whatever like you have to see this movie immediately um it's so good like i say i, I don't want to stop talking about it and i also want to see it again immediately <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> i tell you good. what let's watch it again we'll review it again next week yeah let's, I'm do, sure, let's do let's do back to We'll be talking about this a lot in December as well. Um, Meh, you know. (laughs) I also wanted to just briefly add as well, because I was going to mention it last week. um, But, like, I remember the start of this year being, like, a little bit depressed um, covering some of these movies for the show. Because we had a really shit run in February um, where we saw kind of keep watching um, Hellraiser and, like, Victor Crowley. And, you know, it, it it was so disappointing where I genuinely thought, like, man, last year was such a good year for horror. And I hmm. worried that it was like this, you know, crazy out of the blue type thing of like, oh, yeah. And, then, and now suddenly we just go back to crap again. And, you know, we had a few movies, we had a few decent movies, um, and then, mm-hmm. like, kind of after, like, Annihilation and Unsane, I, I was, like, way more ghost high. Ghost Stories. Yeah, and Ghost Stories. Like, those were our last three um, movies that we covered prior to this week. Yeah. And, you know, they, they are three movies that I absolutely, like, really, really enjoyed. Um, and so I was already going to say, you know, oh, I'm-, I'm in a way better <laughs> place about this year now for the genre, and then we see this movie as well.
1: Oh, I'm, like, skipping to the cinema for the next movie. Like, I'm just absolutely pumped at this point. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I'm already like, oh, man, like, 2017, screw you. <laughs> yeah, We've got a quiet place now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's insane. Like like I say, not enough good things can be said about this movie. So, yeah, that was our review of A Quiet Place. Um, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Um, so, yeah, there's just one game that I, I played in the last week that I just wanted to briefly mention, because it's one that we've kind of talked about initially on the show before. Um, this current season of uh, Batman. Um, oh, yeah. So, season two of Telltale's Batman, uh, The Enemy Within. Um, have you just played episode one still at this Yeah, time?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so it yeah. killed me. Obviously, uh, episode five, the last episode, came out, and I played through that. Um, definitely ends on a high Um, I would say it was quite, quite easily my favourite episode. Um, there wasn't, like, a single part of it that I didn't enjoy, and it was kind of, oh, man, it almost annoyed me in a way, because I was like, you've now left this in a good place where I actually want more of this. Uh, Oh, Um... (laughs) The th- I, it's, it's two things it's I want more of this but I don't want this now I want this in two to three years because I think that what they've done is really cool I think their take on so many different things I think obviously last season it kind of the Wayne history and their spin on that was really cool mm. um, and this season the place we've got to um, you know without going into spoilers but this this, this season is about the, the relationship and d- dynamic between Batman and the Joker mm. and it's something that we haven't I haven't seen before that, that, that portrayal of kind of Like they are more like friends and um, even though they have completely different views on things, they do see a lot in common with each other. Well, they are. They are so
1: similar in their Hmm. views, really. You know, just one of them took, you know, they they, they got to a crossroads at one point and one went left, one went right. But they traveled on the same road for an amount of time.
0: Yeah and this this game does that really well like it Mm. was my frustrations throughout the whole season was that is it it does a lot of fairly typical telltale things of like a lot of characters are extremely annoying throughout and in the last season they like basically say sorry and they try and get you forgiveness and mm. that's something that happens a lot of these times, where like you say, you're trying to be their friend, and they just don't want to have none of it. Yeah. Um, again, without going into spoilers, but yeah, Gordon is like one of the ones. Like Gordon and Waller, the, the way they use both those in this season, where they're just like they're just so annoying to you at all times. And like I say, I'd got to the point of playing this where I was just like, screw everyone. Like a- anyone who's not Batman, Catwoman, or Joker, I- I'm just gonna like, I'll I'll kill anyone. Like I literally don't care. Yeah. I mean, I've and taken
1: it- that stance since day one with this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was
0: it was a shame that the game didn't give me more agency because I wanted to screw people more and I wanted to. Mess with them and like Mm -hmm. i always took those options and and you get some funny stuff that happens with the dialogue but it was a shame that i couldn't be more of the batman i wanted to be because in the end they do kind of put you down the path of trying to be their batman yeah um which is a bit of a shame but like i say it ends in a good place I, i think that this season was it was unnecessary this quick um and it feels completely rushed but it's still it's still good like it's still good yeah i mean
1: i mean ultimately uh, the problem is i think batman is the interesting part of this and Mm. obviously they've done a good batman story yeah but batman is inherently interesting and then telling a good batman story is super interesting Mm. um i want them to make a video game yeah i um you look at even something like life is strange or um you know some something along that line um you can tell a story in a video game but gamify it a little bit more Mm. um and just kind of have it less janky and less just dull um which is the problem i find like i'm just almost like just give me a 20 minute cartoon like Mm. and just an anime just give me a 20 minute anime like six 20 minute episodes and i don't need a two hour you know telltale game because it's not i don't want to call it a video game because i really at this point just don't feel like they are
0: yeah i mean this is my is, it's gotten even softer on that part you know there is the kind mm. of the, the 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 quick time events as batman and that's oh,
1: that's so the detective stuff for me i'm like oh dude i don't care yeah, at least like, there isn't a tell me what the crime around, is <laughs> which yeah. is good
0: um it's kind of just conversations and then fighting as batman at this point so they've even limited it even more
1: yeah Um, good because i i did feel with with episode one it was more of season two was more streamlined which is good mm. because season one just really got me down where it's like oh there's a scene you must inspect this barrel and go over here and look at this blood and put a line to this thing and then a line to this thing and i was like oh no just Mm. just kill me now
0: Yeah, they're they're an interesting company because obviously this season's finished now and we don't know what's going to happen with Batman. But they've obviously then the next thing that they have just started talking about is the final season of The Walking Dead um we, which is which is going to start this year um and then of course they announced that they're going to be finally doing more wolf among us and that was kind of like them saying like we're doing these free projects now and that's it like we we've yeah. scaled down and fingers crossed that I, I the worry is we're going to have to get through i think all of walking dead and all of wolf among us before they'll even remotely start to look at their engine and stuff like <laughs> that. that's fine i just won't play any of them <laughs> um i mean it's...
1: i've i've got the i've got the superhero game that i want on the way
0: oh yes we have a date that's yeah. all i need thank god for that everyone get hyped for september 7th because spider-man ps4 is arriving yeah. um very very excited for this one like by uh, like we already talked about this a lot off air so we're not gonna talk about it loads here but like very excited for this game and it's one that we'll probably have to end up talking about because yeah hopefully it's going to be very very awesome
1: Oh, I'm to the um, point where I'm I'm gonna have to book time off work to play this. Like, I've already done how it. <laughs> that's how pumped I am for it. Where <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and I've not done that for a game for years. Mm. But that's how pumped I am for this game.
0: Yeah, it it just it looks so good. I can't wait. So yeah, that that's gonna be good. Like you say, that these these big releases now, these big Sony releases are finally happening. So it's cool that we're finally. Christ, getting them.
1: they're happening all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, when what E3 conference was that? that was that was 2016, wasn't it? When they had like all that mental stuff on the stage. Uh, it yeah was, so, it yeah. wasn't last year yeah was it? it was the year before no last year was when we was, saw
1: that again yeah it was 2016
0: because yeah. it was like well, obviously a lot of those we've got resident evil crash um and those yeah. ones but then yeah it was literally like his death strand and his you know la- well last yeah. of Us was later on but like all these big releases obviously yeah Spider-Man. days gone yeah days gone still not here. like god of war just around the corner so yeah it's yeah. gonna be cool to finally play all these games <laughs> yeah man um so yeah that that was i guess that was it that's all we've already been playing this week um we, we are back at the cinema again
1: <laughs> and another one we're pretty excited for yeah
0: exactly it's cool like this is good it's better than like oh what what random movie can we find on show what Lin-Che
1: movie are we yeah. gonna watch
0: <laughs> um <laughs> because yeah Trueful dare is another big cinema release uh, one with another fun trailer attached to it um this is a bloomhouse one They're, they've been on a very good role uh the past sort of 18 months i'd say Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah this is a completely different style for what we've talked about with A Quiet Place yeah. such an emotionally raw movie I'm glad that we're getting mm-hmm. a more fun horror movie Yeah, um, hopefully it'll capture that kind of fun of Happy Death Day um,
1: so. yeah this was more like quintessential popcorn horror
0: yeah, see, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, cool.
1: Yeah, I need this after a Quiet Place. I couldn't, I couldn't handle another movie like a Quiet Place again because yeah. I'm just going to be watching a Quiet Place constantly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I just don't have it in me, dude. Like, I'm no. still, I'm still tired no. from that movie. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. But yeah, that was that was episode 91 where we, of course, talked about the fantastic A Quiet Place, which is available in cinemas now. Um, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone. Die soon end up anyway. Shut up, I can't. Mainly because I never could. How could I start now? Honey, I'm down. Not that I need ya. Look at me now.